Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, it is the return of Amela Fresh. Yes. And here on round two with the dance floor queen of Toronto, we're diving behind the 20 five-year anniversary of At Play Records, record label that Mel started because she wanted more control over her career. A very innovative musician back in 1996, and she continues to be incredibly innovative, and we're going to talk about how At Play plans to celebrate this 25 year anniversary of the record label we're also going to talk about a couple of tracks that Melafresh has been working on we're even going to play a couple of those tracks for you here today like a previously mentioned mix of her song let's do it together with one princess super star you may have heard let's do it together the last time that Mel was here on the DTP. Well, yes, now we're kicking it up a notch. We're also going to talk about Creator, a track that she made with Sarah Sims. We're also going to talk about the NFT that they created for this track. Yes, we're going to talk a little bit of a business, which means we're also going to be diving into the world of streaming music as well all of this and oh so much more here with me and melafresh on this episode of the dtp and it is all brought to you by deserttigermerch.com where you go to copy yourself something to represent and support the show and now that you know who it's brought to you by now that you know who our guest is It's about time that we jumped into this conversation with the incomparable Mella Fresh. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hey. 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 How are you? I'm good. How's it going, Mel? Good, good. It was my birthday yesterday. I see you've got balloons there. I was just about to ask. Yes, I still have them left over. So how many times have you turned 26 now? Oh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a private question. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Hey, it's, it's, it's all about how young you feel, right? Exactly. Exactly. How are you doing? Oh, I am fantastic. Having a very lovely day myself. Yeah, is the weather nice? It's a, a beautiful sunny day, as you might be able to see through this curtain that does not block the sun at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's very sunny here in Toronto, too, today, for some reason, which is amazing. Christmas miracle it must be nearly summer. Means you broke through that cold snap, hopefully. I know. Fuck. Brutal. Brutal. But not through, uh, we're still in COVID lockdown, so mm-hmm. that's kind of brutal. Yeah, it's uh, it's been over a year of it now, so. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. <laughs> Is it the same out there? 
Um, it hasn't been as harsh with the lockdowns. I know that right now, like with May Long and everything, they're sort of trying to close things up a little bit more just so they can try and like not have outbreaks. But I know that there's a bunch of people going to their cabins and stuff anyway. So. Ah, brutal. Yeah. So what, what are we talking about today? Oh, well, I believe at player records has a 25 year anniversary. That's right. Yeah. It's coming up. Actually, it's it's the entire year. Is it, this year means it is our anniversary, but it's um such a strange time. So uh, we actually and we were we're doing a show too. We're doing uh, a uh, play records event, and we're shooting it at a club in Toronto called the Elma Combo, which is quite well known. I, the Stones played there years ago, and they recently went through a huge overhaul of the place. And now their main area is like a small TV studio, which is great. They've got cameras and lights and, and a booth for the, uh, for the guy to choose the cameras. And it's pretty, it's pretty neat. But we were supposed to actually shoot our show in April, and we got canceled because of the COVID thing. So now it's the end of the month. We're going to be shooting this thing. And we have um, performances from eight different DJs, little 15-minute sets. A few people from Vancouver. I don't know if you know them. Cardano and um, who else? Casey Riot. Have you ever heard of Casey Riot? I believe I have heard of Casey Riot. I know you mentioned Cardano the last time that we spoke. Did I? Okay. Okay, well, they're Vancouver people, <laughs> but um, and they're part of Play Records. We put out uh, a few of their tracks, both those guys, and um, yeah. But there's other there are other performers too, like Hot Knife from Scotland and Jackal from Vegas and Spider Brown from England, and um, so we're gonna have all these sets, and then I'm gonna come up on the stage and be the hostess extraordinaire Las Vegas showgirl styles with some dancing girls. And I will introduce the entire evening and sing a song or two. (laughs) It'll be fun. It'll be like a a fun show. And we're going to put it out on our play records channel right now. That's the plan. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, we were going to try and do like a live thing, but because everything is so precarious right now and it would be so difficult to get someone to DJ live like in Scotland and live in Vegas and then, you know, hook it all up at the same time, that would be like ridiculous. Like you'd have to have millions of dollars for that. And so we're just we're shooting everything and then we're going to edit it together and and people can still, you know, talk to us and when we actually premiere the show and we'll have like a chat thing going on on the side so it'll be semi-live so it'll still be interactive and all of the fans and the lit party goers can yeah converse amongst themselves talk about what songs they're digging and yeah. how the djs are doing and who they're excited for exactly exactly yeah it'll be fun Awesome. So yeah, that's um so putting that together has got to be quite a bit of work and like you said trying to constantly 
adapt. And I know that like there's the potential we might have live shows later on in the year, but to plan for that and then to have it fall through again is just it's much better to go this route. Yeah, I think so right now, which is a shame. But actually, I was speaking to someone the other day and they said, can't you hold your anniversary off till next year? And I was like, well, what if next year is lockdown, too? And then what? Then like the 25th is the 26th, which we're saying is the 25th. It's like, no, I don't think that's going to work. Push back two years and do the 20, the 26, the 25th, 26th anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, it's got to it has to be this year. And so everything that's happening is is for this year. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Exactly, exactly. And who's to say that you can't do another one next year later for 26 or whatever it is too, right? If this works, if this little event works, then maybe it's something that we'll continue to do is little segments of introducing new DJs to the world or from art, from play play records world to the rest of the world and um, do things like that. I think that could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think so too. <laughs> it's an ongoing thing, you know, sort of like the Melly Fresh Roadshow play record styles. <laughs> brought to you, brought to you by the dance floor queen of Toronto herself. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic, fantastic, and it's crazy to see that this thing that you built because you wanted to be in control of your own career, like changing the game 25 years ago because there was only so many people that were doing that or had the power to do that so it's crazy to see what it's grown into it's true it's <laughs> that's a good way of putting it colton oh my god yeah no it's been pretty it's been a pretty wild ride you know i mean because it started off with what cds and eight track ch- eight track tapes and and like, and going into studio with two inch tape, you know, and in 24 track studios. And it's like, now the game has changed so much to where we are now digital, like a hundred percent. And people don't even buy tracks so much anymore as, as much as just stream, you know? So it's, it's a whole other game for sure.
It's probably been like, I mean, going through the beginning of iTunes and everything too, like even just tackling that through the last 25 years is the music industry has constantly changed and adapted and it continues to do so so fast with the rise of like Triller and TikTok and like streaming videos like oh and nfts what do you know about nfts see i'm like i'm i'm into crypto but i don't know much about nfts themselves but i know that you've been doing one recently yeah i i just did one with my friend sarah sims uh dj friend and um she and i did a track together and she said to me you know we should do an nft and i said okay you know i'm up for it and And she had a whole plan because she had been reading up about it. I mean, she totally surprised me because I had no idea that that she was even thinking about that at all. And so she's done this on her own. We're actually doing a uh, clubhouse chat. Oh, tonight. (laughs) We're doing one tonight, actually. Um, Her and I together. And she's she's a little more knowledgeable about it than I am. I'm gotta admit i'm a bit of a newbie at it but um i'm trying i'm really trying to learn and i have so many ideas to like if this one works and also it depends what platform you're putting it on you know um and how and what coin you're using like she had a thing about the fact that she wanted to stay with a coin that was more green because she thinks ethereum is not such a great uh coin to use and yet everybody else is using ethereum a lot um but uh she's using something called tezos and i'm not sure i'm not sure how how she's how it's being like i'm i'm just (laughs) i'm just not that sure about it like i can't tell you too much because i'm not the one that knows so much she knows more than i do but I'm learning slowly but surely. And I'm just getting, I mean, I finally got a TFSA, you know, a couple of years ago and have been having a lot of fun with that. But um, now it's all about the crypto, right? Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to even just get verified, <laughs> you know, through Binance or Coinbase or one of those. Uh, I use both. Do you? Yeah, I know you can, right? But I mean, it's a whole process, too, for them to verify you and all that stuff and figure out how to get your money into their hands and you don't lose that money and it doesn't get lost along the way. And it's it's also tricky. I mean, my banker was telling me the other day, are you sure you want to get into this? And I was (laughs) like, yep. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. No, it's tricky because when you first read it, it was like when you're sending the funds, it's like if you send this to the wrong wallet, it's gone forever. And it's like, oh, it's like, okay, so I'm going to make double check every single letter to make sure that I get. (laughs) Yeah. And plus, you can't lose. You got to keep track of your passwords and everything because they don't keep them like they can't give you a hint even Mm -hmm. as to what Mm -hmm. your password might be. So you're screwed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's um it's a different game it's different than investing itself and but it's still at the same time it's almost exactly the same where it's like put in money that you're okay with disappearing in the event that you know it does you don't want it to obviously like we just described but it's it's like gambling almost in a way 
where it's just like I could walk out with 50% of what I went in with. I could walk out with more. It all like it all depends on how the market goes, right? I know. I know. And it's really up and down. Have you heard of something called shake pay? <laughs> shake pay? I have not heard oh, of yeah. this. I'll send you a link to that one. It's, um, if I send you a link to that, then you'll get a certain amount of money for joining and I'll get money for sending you the link. But you shake your phone every day. <laughs> And it adds a few coins to it. It's, I don't know, pretty crazy. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like I'm mining some coin called Pi on my phone, and it's just like it has no value yet, but on the off chance that it does one day, like, okay, cool, let's go. <laughs> well, it's like the Doge coin, right? I mean, what was that? That was below a penny, like below, below, below a penny, and then all of a sudden it shot up. Mm-hmm. Because Elon Musk said something smart about it, and it just shot up right out of right out of the town. Mm-hmm. And I know people that had it when it was below a penny have made a lot of money on it, which is like that's crazy. It's like I got in around like February, and like people laughed at me and was like, "It's a meme, it's a meme." And then yeah, suddenly it's like, oh, stores started accepting it. Oh, okay. It has value now. All right, awesome. And then it shot up, and I was like, "Oh, cool. Well, this is a this is a nice little mistake." <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. It's good. No, there's um, I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's time to get out of music and get into coins. <laughs> Why not both? In the market, yeah. No, I mean this this is quite remarkable the way everybody is sort of jumping in on this whole NFT thing, and. From what I can see, I mean, even with Beeple's crap, his project that sold for what, $66 million? It's like, oh my God. And what did that person get? That person now owns 365 little mini drawings that he's done over, over the last year. And it's a JPEG. So what? What, what do you do with it? You, you put it, on your iPad and like go and show people it like, Oh, look at these, look at all of these that I have. Like what? I don't, it's, it's so interesting. Or it's like, it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I have pro wrestling friends who did like trading card ones and like you can buy the NFT and you can trade it in for a holographic actual physical trading card. But then that like my thought process is like, so when you trade it in, you lose the NFT. So like, which has more value, the holographic card or the NFT, because it can still be traded in? I have no idea. And is the NFT, is that also a hologram? Yes. <laughs> it is. So then why do you need the card? Because, I mean, you're going to show, you're going to put that hologram. What I've seen is it looks like it's an iPad between two pieces of glass or something, and you can hang it on your wall. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. But it's interesting that you're taking that step into it. We'll see what happens with this NFT for creator with Sarah Sims. It's a techno track and uh, it's pretty cool. All right. All right. Pretty cool. Yeah. I told she's put it out on her label because uh, she didn't have a lot of music on her label. And, um, we're splitting everything 50-50, but I said, maybe you should do it on your label and 
and it will be good for your label because sometimes you have to share things a little bit with other people on you know to give them a chance to shine well how do we grow right we grow by helping each other you got to water the plants exactly and that's the whole thing about too everything that's going on right now is it really has shed a light on the fact that you have to be like you can reach out to people so much easy easier right now people are like taking your calls and and you can you can come up with collabs and stuff like that because we're all online right everybody's online like there's no other way of doing anything which is like it's trippy because you know you you did online because because you couldn't be in the same country as another person or or be in the same studio with them but but now it is that is what it is and it's like oh my god i mean can you imagine if this is our life always from now on moving forward like how bizarre i hope not I hope not. I, I, I want a dance floor. <laughs> yeah, no. In in uh, Liverpool, I heard there was a huge event of like 2,000 people in some club in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were not masked and everybody was partying. And and I think it was to prove that AstraZeneca is a good vaccine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't think uh, I don't think they came down with any COVID after that party, but. I hope not. Hopefully not. I haven't heard anything. So, I mean, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it means the vaccine's working. <laughs> uh-huh. Exactly. Did you get one yet? Um, I'm on the wait list. Oh. Yeah. Actually, we I got one the other day, which is good. Okay, nice. Nice. Feeling good afterwards? I The only problem I had was my arm was killing me. Okay. My arm felt really sore. I didn't feel ill. I didn't get a fever. You know, I wasn't sick at all. Nothing like that. But just a sore arm. Like it, like somebody had like fucking punched me right in the arm. <laughs> good, good buddy just walked right by you and, hey, friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. One of my pro wrestling friends came by and just punched me in the arm. Oh, I apologize for that. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Awesome. And you've been keeping busy with just more music, even on top of creator as well. I mean, yeah. doing remixes from the last album that you released that we spoke about last time that we connected. I know that you just... Invincible. Yes. I know that you just did a... um a cover of the DJ Alice classic "Better Off Alone" with DJ Gender Fluid. I was listening to it right before we jumped into this, actually. Oh my god, it is one of my all-time favorite tracks right now, like all-time favorite tracks that I've done because my voice sounds amazing. Like my, <laughs> I know I'm, I shouldn't say that, but but I am really proud of of my work and my voice sounds great in that. Like, it just sounds great. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's my voice, but he's done things in the, and his mix, his music is fantastic. And, and it's all original, like it's his original mix. It's, you know, we didn't have parts and it's a cover, but it's, 
fantastic. I am so proud of that one. I think it's great. And gender fluid is, he's someone to keep an eye on in the next little while. He's doing some amazing stuff. He has his own label too called Wet Tracks. And um, you should interview him. I should. I should. Yeah. There, he just did a thing with um, with this uh, young girl. They've got a Chippy Nonstop. Have you heard of Chippy Nonstop? I love that name. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, he's done a whole album with her, and they've been uh, releasing bits and pieces of that. I think the whole album, I think it came out last Friday when the, my track with Sarah came out. So, um, and it's all, you know, 150 BPM. He does very, very fast music. Mm-hmm. And that's an Alice DJ track. Our tr- version is pretty fast. Um, but yeah, that, that's a good one. And then before that, I released a track called Memories, which um, had, it came out last October on an ADE um, release that we did at Com. And uh, it did amazing, and it was charting like crazy on Beatport, that original track that, that came out. And um, I decided to get a bunch of remixes done. So I think I, I got seven of them. I think it was seven. Nice. <laughs> so we uh, friends of mine, DJs and producers, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's had an interesting run, but it's very, like, different. It's kind of dark. and and mellow and melodic and trancey in a way. And it's just, it's a whole, whole other level of stuff uh, from what I have been doing. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's so cool to experiment all the time with new stuff. And then coming out, mm-hmm. do you know it's a superstar? You mentioned her last time we spoke uh, before actually too, and that how you guys had worked together on a remix of Let's Do It Together, I believe. That's right. Yeah. And it's a super fresh mix and that's going to be coming out July 2nd.
switch for the people in the club gotta do that shit do that shit on my badass bitch doing it work it's grip got flip big bills fucking us with a big ass kick wonder what gonna be left for the kill that's fucked up kid world peace is a master plan even though i be putting my ass on the ground peace to the world post pick post gram get it got it make it good will it to bala will it up on another plane pray for love love is strange Uh, and she's actually uh, doing a performance with me for my Play Records Party event. Nice. I won't tell you anything else about that just yet because I don't want to give it away. <laughs> Got to keep it on the low, low. Got to keep it special. Yeah, so that... Got to get a few things. Got to keep a few surprises. <laughs> yes, exactly. A couple of rabbits up, up in your hat, right? Yeah. Oh, and I have another video I've just done called bunny hop which is off our the invincible album also and i think with bunny hop i think i might try and make an nft out of that because the visuals are ridiculous i work with this um green screen artist here in toronto actually he's in hamilton jason brown and he's like he's he's done some stuff with the oculus people and his mind is ridiculous and his options for art and backgrounds and 
the whole vibe is just mental. So I think I've I think I've got something there to do as an NFT. Well, and who's to say, like, even like we talked about with 25 years of app play records, who's to say what else could there be inside of that catalog that you could go back and bring new life to in this new format? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yes. Hmm. Lots of exciting things. Lots of exciting things on the horizon. Yes. Yes. Oh, do you like my t-shirt? Smelly Fresh. Nice. Reppin. Yeah, you can get that in our merch. <laughs> you go to our website. We have a merch page and it's uh, an item that you can purchase. But um, there's actually a bunch of different things on there, which is really fun. A lot of the different artists on the label, we've got pieces of their art up. So mm-hmm. we're, and you can get anything. You can get a shower curtain or a bath mat. Or (laughs) t-shirt. Vinyl, all sorts of different things, right? Yeah, exactly. Diversifying. Diversifying. I just want to get back to England. I would love to go to England. I don't think we're going to be able to travel, though, till maybe September, if then. I don't know. Yeah, across borders-wise, you mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard around that time, so that might be the right timeline, then. Maybe, maybe. Or I just have to drive to Vancouver. <laughs> and visit you, Colton. <laughs> it's a lovely drive. I I mean, I'm, I have no issues with that. But I have never been to England myself. But I imagine it's quite the uh, lovely experience itself. And I know that you guys have a studio there. So it's always good to go check that out. Yeah, no. I mean, things have just been so sort of quiet over there lately. but. But lately, I mean, in the last little while, but just lately since they've opened up, our phones have been ringing off the hooks, so that's good. But it's still very tricky as to how many people you really want to allow in to the studio, you know, at one time. Absolutely. Everybody wants to prepare for the potential of getting back out to having live shows and everything else, and they want to have new material. But it's just that at that exact same time is it's it's that finding to try and balance that fine line that seems to constantly be moving (laughs) and trying to go with it. Right. I know. It's crazy. Just Uh, crazy. mm -hmm. Absolutely. But it's uh, like you've been adapting, like we said, as at play has been adapting over these years and will continue to adapt, put out new, incredible, amazing artists, which very, very excited for. Yeah, no, there's um, some really cool new kids coming up, which is great. And uh, our door is always open to people bringing it or sending us or mailing or inquiring. I mean, I'm, we're always looking for new talent and uh Because you never know where it's going to take you, right? You never know who you're going to meet. You never know where it's going to come from. You never know where it's going to come from. (laughs) And there's so much amazing talent. Plus, nobody knows about the house music labels, you know? In Canada, they don't. And there there are a few, quite a few. But it's like, it's funny. It's like I've been around for 25 years. 
And I've been doing a few interviews lately and people are like, well, I've heard about you and I knew you had a pink car and I know you were a Care Bear, but it's like, tell me about your music. <laughs> and it's like, you go, okay. Because there aren't like really fabulous uh, dance music radio stations here like they have in London. Like we don't have a BBC Radio One and and we just don't we just don't have like the channels and stuff that they have in Europe. For some reason, Canada is uh pretty low on that scale. You know, pop and and indie, if you're indie, indie dance, you know, you're pretty you have more of a chance, I think, of doing something in Canada. If you're a folk singer, mm-hmm. then you have a really good chance of hitting the big times. But as a lowly dance music artist, <laughs> that's sarcasm. Um, no, it's just, you know, I don't know. The outlet doesn't seem to be there so much. It's weird. It's weird. It's you have community radio stations who can maybe play like an hour worth of like, here's a block for only an hour and then that's it. So maybe maybe it's time to diversify in another way and add Melifresh radio across the nation. Melifresh radio. (laughs) I do Melifresh radio on on SoundCloud, but I've I've only started doing that since the pandemic because it was something that. I thought maybe I should do to try and help boost, you know, the tracks along and get people's attention. I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get people's attention on stuff because it's like I'm not the only one doing this. Right. There must be a million people like me in a similar situation that have amazing music and they're trying to get it out, too. And it's uh, it's just tricky. <laughs> Especially in the social media age. Yeah. And if if you aren't easily put off, if you're like one of these people, like nothing's going to stop you like I am, (laughs) then you just keep going, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I have been 25 for so long. That's my secret. That's the secret. You (laughs) You just have to never quit. (laughs) Exactly. Never, never quit. Just keep on going regardless of everything. Uh, yes. It's true. But I mean, but I love it too. So that's okay. If I didn't love what I was doing, then it would be difficult, you know? It would be much more difficult and it definitely would not have lasted 25 years. No, not at all. <laughs> no. And there has to be, I must be doing something right because, because I'm still here, right? that that also true as it's a testament to what you've been able to achieve and continue to like we say adapt and be able to find a way to consistently end up on the charts in like three four different decades now like yeah god so if you say it like that that seems long (laughs) not not a lot of artists have done that though so that's like that's impressive. Aw, thanks, Colton. Thank you. I I think it's impressive, too, actually. Yeah, it's a testament. Yeah. I just, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the end of this year. 
and where everything goes. <laughs> Hopefully a dance floor near you. Hopefully. That's the plan. That is absolutely the plan. I want to get up there and shake my booty. <laughs> go, go, go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to get it moving. Got to get it grooving. Got to make sure it still works, right? That's right. <laughs> true. I'm <laughs> here in my mouth. Yeah, no, definitely true. Awesome. Awesome. So I know that you've mentioned a couple of various artists that you have had the opportunity to work with, like Cardano, DJ Gender Fluid, and otherwise. Who are some of the other um, electronic music musicians who are on the rise, who Malafresh has an eye out on right now? <laughs> I, have to, I actually have a, a project coming up in the next little while. Do you know Roland Clark? Yes. Yeah, I have something on the back burner going on with him that's top secret that I can't talk about too much. But uh, <laughs> but it's if if this one happens, this will be pretty remarkable, I would think. And actually, Cardano is involved in that too, which is interesting. And we all met on Clubhouse. It's a uh, it's. It's a huge, it's, a, it's like going to a massive conference where you can get in on a conversation, like you can go into a room and all the most amazing people are there. Like you've got, you've got all the guys from Silicon Valley and stock brokers and Bitcoin brokers and all these crazy people. And then you have, like you'll see Dead Mouse in there. Or DJ Sneak, or you know, or Roland Clark, and and it's like, and and there are different conversations going on about different things. Like I'll tell you. Interesting, interesting. I'll have to get up in there. Somebody told me about it, and uh, and told me you've got to get on there. It's just so crazy. It's, a, but I think if you had. You need to be the kind of person that can just, it's like you, you tune into it and it's an open conversation and you're immediately in the room and you participate by putting your hand up and you have to get call, called up to the stage by one of the moderators in the front. But it's, if you have something to say or you can just listen, or sometimes they call you and they see you come in and they call you up to the stage. So. You have to know if you're ready to be involved in a particular conversation before you enter a room. There was a room going on a while ago with Paris Hilton, and uh, there must have been like a thousand people in there. It was crazy. It was crazy. It's it just like the, you get the most random people on there talking about stuff. Hmm. It's fun. It's fun, though. <laughs> Quite the resource by the sounds of things. And it allows you to um, connect with people, you know? It's, it's not a dating app, but it's, but it's just, it's, it's very interesting. And you see everybody's profile and, and you can check in, you can like them and add them to your list of people. And I don't know, it's just, a, it's pretty cool. Interesting. All these new things that are being developed every second, single second of the day, it's like, Crazy. 
just crazy. Maybe the next at play artist will be discovered on Clubhouse. <laughs> it's very possible. I mean, I know that people do uh, sometimes play their music. Like there are some rooms where people are invited to play new music and stuff like that. I mean, you could probably, if you heard something, you could probably, you know, just approach them and, and say, I like your styles. Do you have some more? <laughs> Let's talk.
You know where is a good place to find new music is Bandcamp. Yes. Bandcamp has turned into an amazing resource lately. You know, it's because I think so many artists were sick and tired of being uh, in a situation with an aggregator who would put their music out and take their percentage. And, you know, it got to a point where, I mean, the percentages get lower and lower and the money becomes less and less. And I think with Bandcamp, as an artist, you have a lot more control over your music and how much you want to sell it for and what your what else you want to sell with that music, whether it's t-shirts or give things away or you know, or do vinyl or actual hard CDs and then mail them out kind of thing. But you can set your own prices. And um it's um it's kind of cool. And and plus you can find a lot of new artists on there that aren't necessarily represented by Sony or BMG or Universal or hooked into a deal with Virgin, you know, and and it just feels like their music might be the right fit and and you can connect with them really easily. Mm-hmm. So it's uh it's kind of it's very cool, Bandcamp. I don't know where why that didn't exist sooner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's existed for almost 10 years now. It's just like the fact that it took so long to catch on to. And- yeah. Well, I think it's, yeah, just been in the last little while. I think since, I mean, when Beatport and iTunes came out, they were the only two games, right? And Beatport was the only game for dance music. And iTunes was more about, you know, MOR kind of music and and pop music and indie music and it wasn't it wasn't dance music so Beatport had its own niche and then and then Track Source appeared and 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 a whole bunch of other dance dance uh, labels uh, not labels dance uh, not aggregators what are they called dance channels or something um, but it was, uh, you had to do all your own accounting and everything. Like you had to take care of all your own accounts if you had direct deals with like Bport or iTunes. So that's why it got to a point where you needed an aggregator because all of a sudden there were a gazillion, you know, other companies out there that wanted to stream and and uh, have your music for download and stuff like that. And as one person trying to take care of the entire world, it's like, that's crazy. That's a lot to ask, you know? And especially if you're, if you're getting to the point where you've got like over a thousand bits of music and different artists on your label, you need help, right? And so to have an aggregator is really good. So people dealt with aggregators like like uh like we use label works and there is um who else was there? There's a bunch of them. It's like Distro Kid and like TuneCore or whatever. And- yes, exactly. And I think after a while of of people, uh, producers, DJs, artists using an aggregator, some of them I think have gotten to a point where they're like, you know, 
I just want to, I want to look after my music. Like I want to have a little more control and to go to a place like Bandcamp, you have total control. Like it's all in your hands. So it's kind of like going backwards in a way (laughs) because you kind of took things and you put them in the hands of other people to help you. But then you've gone, well, wait a minute, maybe I would like to take care of this myself more and kind of gone backwards a bit and gone to a place like Bandcamp, which allows you to control things. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And of course they have the, uh, they do the Friday thing where they drop their profits. So you know that they're a platform that supports the musicians that are using the platform. Very much so, you know, which is uh, really nice. <laughs> I think it's really nice for, for the artists to know that there are companies out there supporting them. Because uh, who was it that was telling me the other day that Spotify is... Um, like they take, I mean, how much money do you get per per listen? It's like less than a penny. It's it depends on what country you are. It's like in what country you get your stream in. So like in Canada, I think you get like a third of a cent if the streams in the USA. What I the think fuck you get a third of a cent. I think you get like just under a fourth of a cent, and it's just like um, it it just doesn't add up. Where it's like you have to. For what you could buy, like for what profit that artist would get if you bought their album on Bandcamp, you would have to stream that album. Exactly. Hundreds. Exactly. Hundreds of times. Yeah. I know. I know. So that that is a big difference, I think, for sure. But somebody was telling me that on Spotify, like if you're a huge artist, if you're like Merle Haggard or something, <laughs> Miley Cyrus, I mean, you can make your own deal, right? With Spotify, you can say, "Really, I want more money," and they supposedly do those kind of deals for those kind of people. Well, but if you're not in that bracket, then you're just like everyone else, you know, kind of taking your what less than a, a penny, a third of a penny percentage. It's my God, I mean, crazy. It's crazy. You're hoping to get 4 million streams just to get a minimum wage. <laughs> yeah. No, that's... And why do they get away with that? Like, why? Is it? Is there a reason? Like, how come the prices get set like that? Why? Why do they have to be so greedy? And why does every streaming service have a different price? Like, that's why, like, if I do stream, I try to use Tidal because Tidal pays like a cent a stream. So it's like it pays more than every other one, but it's still just a cent. (laughs) Yeah. And with Tidal, you have to join. No, you have to be a member. Yep. So that's a whole other level. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I invest that nine ninety nine somewhere else and help an artist more, or what can I do with it? Right, like yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely uh, tricky. It's very tricky mm-hmm. the way uh, things work. And the people that got in right at the beginning, they're the ones that are doing okay. But it's kind of like it's kind of like Bitcoin in a way, because I mean, you can own a percentage of a Bitcoin, right? Like you can. You don't have to have a whole Bitcoin. No, you can have a cent of a Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
same kind of thing, you know? It's kind of crazy like that. I don't know. It's, it's interesting how everything just continues to shift and change, and we'll see where it all goes from here, right? I know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we'll see where the next 25 years brings at Player Records, too. Can't wait for anniversary number 50. Ooh. Yeah. Hey, Colton, how are you doing? <laughs> Smelly fresh here. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> still going hard. <laughs> still going hard. I'm playing that dance music. I'm shaking my ass. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'll be the dance floor queen until they drag me away. <laughs> Fun stuff. And I think you, you have to keep your sense of humor yes. throughout everything, right? You have to. You cannot, you cannot get depressed or bummed out about anything. That's rule number one. You must always be happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, there will be down moments, but those down moments help us appreciate when we come back up, when we make our eyes like an almighty phoenix. And baby, those good times, they're coming. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I cannot wait. And I've had such a blast chatting here today, Mel. Thank you for joining me once again. <laughs> so nice to meet you in such a short time. So many times. So many times. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> All right, Mel. And that's where everything is going to cut. Okay. And I'll see you later. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Ambush, I hope that you enjoyed this conversation with Melafresh as we dove into the 25-year anniversary of At Play Records. You're definitely going to want to head on over to the At Play YouTube page so that you can partake in this party that is going to be going down here in the future. You can also go ahead and find Amela Fresh's music as well as that new sexy NFT. Ooh-wee. And with that, it's now time to thank Amela Fresh for joining me here once again on the Desert Tiger Podcast. It is always a blast when she joins And I need to thank the amazing Eric Alper for going ahead and helping with setting this conversation up. I need to thank German at yourpodcasteditor.com for making everything sound so good. Ooh, good job, German. And I need to thank you, the ambush, for joining me here on today's episode of the podcast. Yes, without you, we, we just couldn't do it. And if you have yet to join up with the M, what are you doing? Because it's as easy as hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcast listening app, the one that you're using right now. You can also help the show grow by giving us a five-star review on Stitcher Radio and iTunes, Apple Podcasts. You can share this episode with your friends, your family, and on your social media. And you can also head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com pick up yourself something to support and represent the podcast everywhere you go as you wear that item 
of clothes. Oh, yes, and it's about time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you to go out and find your mountaintop, your oasis, the thing that makes you want to jump out of your seat, your heart jump out of your chest. Find your roar, and then let that roar out into the world and show the world just how powerful, how wondrous, how beautiful you and your roar are, because you are all three of these things and oh so much more and until next time bye bye am the desert tiger podcast <laughs>